Welcome to the TLT Movement Podcast, a podcast for tomorrow's leaders today. In this episode, we have Miss Daya. Who, Hi. <laughs> Hi, Daya. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Daya has become a fan favorite amongst TLT as she mentored for the very first time at TLTCon 2022. So let's get right into the show. Anything challenging is going to be hard. And so what? Hard could be the new fun. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Who's going to carry the boats? Endeavor to persevere. If you want to be a good leader, you have to understand human nature. I never look back, but it distracts from the now. So, Dea, how old are you? Okay, I we're going to go right into that. <laughs> I am 27, so I am older than all of you guys. But still very young. Oh, still I have a youthful tom- spirit, oh, for 100%. sure. Yeah. You are very vibrant and joyous, and I think that's why so many like of the TLT word. are attracted to your energy, being around you is just so uplifting. Oh, thank you. So how did you get involved with TLT? Okay, so I think how I got involved is such a crazy story. Like I know only God could do this um, because you know Kala, yep. um, she was also a TLT mentor this year. I think she was co-mentoring with Katie and I knew nothing about TLT. I knew nothing about any of you guys. Um, and I barely knew Kala too. I met her at a 4th of July church barbecue. Um, and you know, she, we, we played like cornhole together, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, I didn't think anything of it. And she just invited you to this leadership conference. Yes. She told me, Hey, I feel like you would be a really great mentor. Actually, she, she messaged me on, she DM'd me. She slid in the DM (laughs) on Instagram and she told me, um, I feel like you should really be part of this. And she was like, can I, can I call you? And she called me at 9am right before I was heading into work. She called me and she was like telling me about this mentorship thing. And now mind you, Days before this phone call or this proposal, I got to such a deep place with the Lord where I was just fully surrendered. Like my heart, my mind, like everything. I was just like, Lord, whatever you want to do with my life, I am here. I am yours. I've had many moments like that throughout my life. So this was just like another one of those moments. And I think it was in preparation to have my yes for this because had I not said that to the Lord a few days before she asked I probably would have turned it down like no like I have a job please right (laughs) but I already was in such a heart posture of surrender towards the Lord that I was like willing to listen to her and I told her well my job definitely isn't gonna let me have like take two weeks off with this short of a notice, it was only a few days before TLT was going to happen. Oh, get out. It was only a few days, like maybe two, three days. Isn't that wild? That is wild. So it was a few days before I was like, there's no way they're going to let me. You have to let your your work, your job know two weeks, a month in advance. If you're going to take two weeks oh, yeah. or more. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so how did they l- let you go? Well, that's the thing. They did it. So here's what happened. I was like, okay. She was like. I was like, oh, I don't think that's going to happen. She was like, why don't you pray about it? I was like, okay, I'll pray about it. And so I did. I said that day as I was driving to work, I was like, Lord, 
if you want me to quit my job today, make it very clear to me that I'm supposed to quit and take this opportunity. Mind you, I'm not getting paid to go be a mentor. I'm not like, it's not like a, I'm replacing a job for another job. It doesn't make it logical, makes no sense. logical sense. But if that's what the Lord wanted me to do, I was going to obey. Wow. So I prayed that prayer. I went to work. I won't go into the details of what happened at work. But when I tell you that God made it so very clear to me that I was supposed to quit my job and even provided the funds for me to be part of TLT and have a, a month's salary, even though I quit my job that day. Wow. So it was crazy because only God could do that. Only God could make it so clear and then also provide for my needs in order to fulfill the mission that he wanted for me in that season. Amen. So then I said yes. And a few days later, I was at TLT with a bunch of strangers. I knew nobody. <laughs> um, and y'all became my family. Wow, that is so awesome. What a great place to be in. And what great advice for, for people out there to be surrendered to the yes. Lord and ask him if he, if it's in his will to take the responsibility of being a mentor to all these kids and, yeah. and something that you just heard about being spontaneous, but not from your own heart and just kind of going where the wind takes you, but right. being directed yes. by being. God. That is so being awesome. Directed. So you're directed into this. Yeah. You get thrown into it with a bunch of strangers. Literally. How was the experience of being a mentor? Uh, literally the most life-changing. I could cry just thinking about it. Um, I've had several life-changing moments throughout my life, and this was definitely one of them. Um, this was nothing like I expected it to be. It was so much more. It was so much greater, so much deeper, so much more intense than I would have ever thought or oh, imagined. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think when you carry the presence of Holy Spirit, he will go anywhere with you. And even though it wasn't a blatant like Christian camp or anything like that, it was more so leadership, teaching about leadership. But if believers are in the house, you best believe God's going to show up. Yes. <laughs> so um, he showed up. The four four of my mentees, um, they are my girls. I love you guys. Shout out to Riley, Amy, Asia, and Sydney. You guys are my first four mentees, and I love them so much. And now I can see them mentoring other people. And it's so interesting because— That's the goal, right? Right. It's like you pour into them, and then they— and, and then you see them blossom as leaders. It's incredible. And I, I know they could all tell you, we could all tell you how impactful it was because to see someone go from, I guess, not that they were fully in the dark, but let's say, it's just to see someone go from a certain way of being to at the end of the camp, it's like they're a completely different person. And like God did so much in a week. Yes, like we see that every single year. Right. These kids come in. They're not. They're not. You know, they're not screwing up at life. They're not like totally lost. Right. But just the tools that are taught and the revelations that they have, they absolutely come out just feeling much more prepared to lead people. Yeah. And just be, I guess, a leader in their community, in their school, in their families. Yeah. 
But you know, some are though. And they'll say it too, that they were completely lost. Sure. And they needed help. They needed deliverance. And so like this uh, provided a safe space for them to develop into someone different and to more look more like Jesus and to believe in themselves more. So, yeah, I mean, we have a variety of those people that like, you know, it just better prepares them or some it's like a completely altering experience. So I, I agree with you with the safe space, but let's, let's talk about what do we mean by safe space? We create a safe space for them to, to, to change. Yeah. Cause I think that that phrase gets kind of tossed around a bit in pop culture as far as mm. in colleges, a safe space is, you know, with my race or oh. with my gender or kind of segregating people into a, people group that they're comfortable with. I get that. Is that what we mean here? Not at all. My room in particular was so diverse. I mean, we had like the four girls couldn't have been any more different than one than <laughs> right. each other to one another. I'm telling you each every single girl I just mentioned, all of them have a different personality. They come from completely different backgrounds. One is Hispanic, one is white, one is uh black, one, another one is black, but there's like I'm telling you like they just have completely different backgrounds they're so diverse such beautiful women and my the way i created a safe space for at least because a lot of what like the intense deep work that was life-changing that happened in the room right like yes, during the, the discussions after the after. Yeah, yeah it was like after the teaching after the uh activities when we would get to the room and discuss how our days as how our day went that's when they would open up and that's where things shifted and so what i did to create a safe space is that when you're a mentor you cannot be selfish mm. that goes out the window um but you do have to like i guess um protect yourself too like understand that you matter you have to take care of yourself because if don't take care of yourself you really cannot take care of anybody else and you have nothing to offer if you're like completely broken down and so there was one day i had to like take a step a se take a second like i need to rest or i will not be able to function right so um it is important to take care of yourself but what i mean by not being selfish is that it's not about you it's like what can i do for these girls like what 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 advice what can I pour into them that will cause them to shift and be different from the moment that they came in? So um, very friendly, very loving. I showed them a lot of love. Yes, and that's um, not just, just talking a language, but it's, it's coming from a place. And I think that's something that TLT harnesses so well yeah. is to be able to create a safe environment that they know they're loved and right. they can say from the deepest Yes. parts of their even heart. Even if it's ugly. Yes, even if it's ugly in that nobody in the room's going to judge them reject or take, them. reject them, take it back to school and, and spread the up. Like right. we, we lay a foundation down that you can feel safe because it's challenging work. Yeah. It's hard. And, and that's why you were saying that you had to take like a, a step back in rest because yeah. it's so mentally taxing a lot of this stuff yeah. that that we talk about in, in the experience interactive learning that's involved right, right it's hard and it's necessary Absolutely. like if you don't oh i love what it, dr andrea says about hard things are fun yes hard um, is the new fun hard is the new fun yeah because if you don't do hard things 
you will not change. You will not grow as a person. And these girls needed to do, some girls said things they never told anybody ever. Wow. They said it at TLT. And it wasn't just my room. It was several rooms that girls felt loved by us. And love changed everything because, like you said, if they feel loved, they feel like they can open up because they know even if they say this thing, you're not going to turn your back on them. You're not going to go around and gossip and tell them, tell their secrets to other people. Um, You're going to, they're like safe there. They can really be themselves and they can really open up and, and be transformed. And so that's what happened. We provided a lot of love and a lot of care and they they just opened up and blossomed like flowers yes it's <laughs> so awesome yeah it's like i feel like a lot of language nowadays it gets misconstrued and love is thrown out a lot everybody can agree that love is the answer yeah but love culturally and in the world especially right now is almost being complacent it's almost accepting them no matter what, which is good, mm-hmm. but to a degree where they can be self-destructive and be going down a wrong path yeah. and nobody says anything because mm. they That's love, not love them. It's That's not, not love. love. Because if you love someone and you see that they're going to going towards a dangerous path, like if you're a parent and you see your baby girl, she's like four, no, let's do two years old. They don't know better. They're trying to go jump off the dock. They don't know how to swim. It is not love to let your two-year-old daughter go jump off the dock when they don't know how to swim. Right. They will die. And and that is not love. That is like you're a murderer, basically. Allowing that. That's neglect. Mm. So I'm using that harsh of a of an example, but that's that they take throughout their whole lives a lot of the time, um, these parents that are just so quote unquote accepting mm-hmm. of certain behaviors or certain activities that it creates this uncontrollable, I don't want to use the word monster, but like, let's say somebody becomes 13 and their mom's like, hey, you need to probably get off the Xbox and go play outside or do your homework. or yeah. do, And they talk back to, to their mom or ignore what they said. It's not because the child's, I don't think, and I think that's why we're trying to raise haters as their teens and yes, as they're young so that when important. they become adults and when they become parents, they're able to properly know what love feels like yeah and be able to lay a foundation down for their kids so that when they're asked to stop playing the video games or do something that they're supposed to do they listen and that they have respect because they know that their parent loves them and wants what's best for them and isn't this controlling authoritarianism yeah you know nuisance right and i think we've lost that um as a generation, and I don't know if it's because, I'm sure there's a lot of factors, but true love wants you, wants to push you towards greatness, wants to push you towards a better you. Mm. And therefore, discipline is necessary. God disciplines the ones he loves. Holy. So if God, the creator of the universe, disciplines <laughs> who is the love? ones, <laughs> who is love, <laughs> yeah. disciplines us because he loves us, and who are we not to discipline ourselves? Self-discipline is a form of love. Discipline our children because children sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, teenagers, all of it. When I, like, why I think this is so important that we focus in on the teenagers is that there was a youth ministry I was part of as a teenager that 
radically changed my life. Like saved me. I say it saved me because I think I could have went a completely different direction in my life if I didn't have young adults or young older people that I could look up to that were in their 20s that were pouring into 14 year old me 15 year old me 16 year old me um that I would have been a different person I wouldn't be who I am today and I'm so proud of who I am today so imagine if I didn't have that so I think this is why this is so important that these young the these teenagers have people to look up to and have these skills now they're going to be amazing people when they're 20, 27, 30, 35, 40, and then raising their children to be also amazing human beings. We need more amazing human beings and we need a lot more love and, and all encompassing the discipline, like the, all of that, that is under love. What a fantastic point. And I can't agree more that it really only takes a little season, a week even of somebody older than you that you look up to, that you respect, that you want to be like Mm -hmm. to pour into you that changes the direction of your life. And you speak how how that happened to you. How does it make you feel that now you get to be a mentor to some young adults that you've seen? I've seen it. Change Transformation. Um, I was actually talking to Riley about this and we were both, sitting across from each other at um because we still meet even after tlt that's my girl like these girls are my girls i think forever like the bond we formed at tlt is gonna was so strong that like they'll always have a special place in my heart but yeah a few weeks ago i was at first watch shout out they're great breakfast breakfast spot (laughs) so good so i was sitting across from her at first watch and we were literally crying (laughs) like tears streaming down our face because we were like we were just recalling all the things god did during that week all the like who riley is now from the day that she walked in like the transformation and she was like telling me day like if you weren't there if you didn't do this for me like I wouldn't be where I am today and like crying and I'm crying as she's telling me this and she was telling me also how now this is another beautiful thing when you impact someone else's someone's life you're not just impacting their life you're impacting anyone they're connected to her brother because of the transformation that Riley like that happened to her she was able to then take that transformation and um, impact her brother and save her brother's life. And so she told me, like, if you hadn't done that for me, I wouldn't be who I am. My brother wouldn't be here today. Like, it's a ripple effect. So to know yes. that, like, these those that poured into me at 14, like, you're also the reason why this person's life is transformed. Wow, that's such a great point. It's like full circle because now I'm doing what they did for me. And it's like glorious. It's an it's an incredible feeling. It, you feel so fulfilled. Like I can't even describe the reason. The only way I could have described it was through tears because it's like some things can't be described. Some things are just felt. Wow. And so as I like held her hand across that first watched breakfast table, as we were crying over our breakfast, <laughs> <laughs> it's like. This is what life is about. Like, wow. this is what it is. 
I love it. And if you want to hear more of Riley's story, she was actually on an, a, a, an episode of the podcast a couple episodes back. We will link it in the description below so that you can see a full hour and hear her kind of testimony of going through this Do it. Watch experience. it. Yes, very good. <laughs> One of my favorite episodes that we have ever done. Wow, what a fantastic view of all this that I really haven't considered all that much as far as the ripple effect of the most impact that you'll have on people is the people that you might not even see. Yeah. And how it just spreads exponentially. It does. Wow, that's such a great point. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Well, if you're looking to become a mentor for TLTCon, the requirements, I believe, you got to be uh, 20 or above. You, you can fill out the form on our site and in, send an application in, and you may or may not get accepted because we're a little stringent. But Dadea, <laughs> she is amazing. So you've gotten a new job, right? Actually, no. Uh, no, okay. I have my business. <laughs> you I have just, a business? Yeah. Oh my gosh, even better. <laughs> I decided I don't want to work for anyone. <laughs> yes, I am with I'm you. I'm just going to have my own business and have clientele here and there um, and live off of that. Oh, I love that. I think it's the best way of life, to be yes, honest. Yes, honestly. I, I've had nine to fives. I've, I've served at restaurants. <laughs> I've done all this stuff. And I, I can't do it anymore. I can't. After I've had the taste of freedom mm -hmm. that being an entrepreneur comes yes, with. Yes. The fact that I can, I'm driving to California next month. I had to tell nobody. I don't need to get yes, permission from anybody. Exactly. I can just do it. Right. I can just go. Just go. I can just go. I'm going to go on a stop to see my whole family. It's going to oh, be, nice. it, yeah, it's going to be amazing. And in, in all these different states. And if I had a job, I'd be like, Hey, can I have a month off? Right. And they go, ah, yeah, no. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, I they need you here. not give you a month. Not at all. So what's your new business? Uh, so it's Art Me Up. Check oh, it out. Yes. At artmeup.co on Instagram or my website, artmeup.co uh, also. Um, and it's a innovative art experience where instead of painting a canvas, you are the canvas. You are the masterpiece. Uh, you basically, I have the spray, the paint guns, the paintbrushes, the goggles, the white mask, and you're dressed in all white, and you're just, like, painting each other. And, wow, like, throwing the fun. paint at each other. It's, like, so fun. Everybody that's ever been part of it has an incredible time. It's so joy-filled. And so it's, like... I have it in a dome, so it's portable, and I travel and do different parties for families. For that is so yeah. what that's so innovative. That's so much fun. It's so fun. It's like a color run, but way more. F but, but but just the fun part. Right, the running Wow, that's awesome. I've never done. I thought it was so cool the color run. Yeah, but I just. Do not enjoy <laughs> running. So, so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's your idea is way better. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that is so much fun. All right. So, so you've kind of not only continued to keep up with your um, young adults that you had in the TLT con. Yes, my mentees. Your mentees. <laughs> but you've been actually going to like school assemblies and you did one recently at Purpose Academy. I did. To a whole, the whole middle school. Yes. And what did you talk to them about? Okay, so we, um, I talked about the importance of words, how their words matter. Your words are powerful. What you speak is so powerful that it can cause someone to completely break down 
or someone to be completely lifted up. Oh man, we live in such a interesting time in history because the internet didn't exist the way it does. Um, And I think people are so careless now with their words. And I'm not just talking like what you say, I'm talking about what you type, which is what I was talking to the students about as well. Mm. Like what you type on the internet, like death threats, people are so quick to like, uh, like say hateful things, hateful comments. Like, why are we doing that? That's so not right. And I think we live in a time that is making that normal. Yes, it, I think it has to do something with the fact that you say things on the internet that you would never say to somebody in real life. Because if you were to say it, you'd be able to see their face yeah. and you'd go, oh, like I kind of goofed up. But instead, you get to sit behind the screen in the dark and kind of chuckle at the fact that you, you know, maybe are getting likes on this comment because it was slightly funny but very mean. And you can't see the true reaction of the person on the other side. Like, you don't see how you're affecting them. Yes, because any normal person, if they were to say some mean stuff to your face and your face kind of was uncomfortable and you started to cry even, they'd be like, oh, I'm never going to do that again. Like, that feels terrible for me to do that. Yeah. And that's not fun. Like, Well, there needs to be, I think, more attention to that. It's the same thing. Like, if you wouldn't say it to a person in, in to their face, don't say it online either. Right. Like, why are we creating such a, like, toxic world on the internet when we could make it a beautiful and positive place uh, of innovation and um, excitement and joy and goodness? Like, we really have the power to do that, but um, I guess there will always be evil people out there. Right. But... Not not these kids at Purpose Academy. <laughs> so we gave I uh, gave that importance of how powerful their words are, how much it means, what they use it for, that they can build someone up or they can completely break someone down, and they have the power to do that and to use it wisely and to understand that they're that they are powerful and they are valuable. I mentioned how. Before I ever got to the part about the words, I mentioned that they're valuable because I think our, our, these Generation Z, these young people growing up are suffering um, from insecurity, anxiety, depression, because there's a lot of comparison going on. Yeah. Um, thank God I grew up as the internet started like booming, but I didn't grow up in the Instagram world. Right. In like, there's 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds, like, comparing themselves to Photoshopped people. And, right. like, it's just kind of scary to be growing up now, like, in this kind of a world. So before I ever, like, got into the talking about the importance of their words, I, I spoke to them about how valuable they are, how loved they are by Jesus, like, that by God, that he was willing to send his son. I, I mentioned, like, if there's something you treasure, would you give it to your enemies? And they were all like, no way, no. And I'm like, yeah, me neither. I wouldn't do that. But God, the most valuable thing, the, what he treasured the most, his son, mm. Jesus, he sent him for us while we were still his enemies because sin separates us from God. It's not that he, we are his enemies. It's the sin 
that makes us his enemy because he's a holy God. He cannot intertwine with our sin. So it's like while we were still in our sin, still enemies of God, he he gave us his most valuable treasure. Like that's how valuable we are. Wow. That he would give us the thing he treasured the most. Like that's how much he loves us, that he would do that. And the room was like, like. You could hear a pin drop. For real. It's like. I knew it was hitting mm. because that's important that they understand they're valuable. Th- they're worthy. They matter. They're not just here on accident. God has a plan and a purpose for every single student in that room. And for all of us, even those that are listening, he has a plan and a purpose for us. And those students, like they need to know that and I, cause I know they struggle with it. And then they confirmed it because after we were done, a bunch of them stormed to me and Riley and they were telling me, crying to me about how they feel insecure, how they were bullied at this point and like just pouring out their hearts. And I was able to pray for a lot of them at the end of the assembly, but that's the power of our words. You see, I was able to touch a subject that they needed to be affirmed in and it was able to do something and change something within them. And also they understood like, wow, yeah, my words are powerful. I need to be careful how I use it. Like my voice, what I say, what I type matters. You can speak life or or death death over people. And that's not even an exaggeration. I mean, truly, it's like... And, and it's if not to they, be taken lightly. Totally. And if they understand their own self-worth and they right. understand that God sent his son down to die for them, they can comprehend that that's everybody else too. Exactly. Even somebody on Instagram that you want to leave a mean comment about, they matter too. Right. And how many of us can remember, we're in our 20s here. Yeah. How, can you remember some mean thing that somebody said, 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 said to you in early elementary school? Yes. I know that I can remember these things. They it don't hurts. They don't remember that stuff. They don't remember saying it. They were just a kid. Mm. But we remember some of the most mean things that people say to us. And some, some of us, it sticks with us our entire lives. Right. And you have the power to either tell somebody something that's going to stick with them their whole life, either something good mm-hmm. or something bad. Right. I know my mom, she's in her 50s. And she still talks about sometimes this mean thing that a teacher said to her in the second grade about her not being smart. No. And it's like, that's a grown adult that's doing it to a kid. It. And she remembers it now. Right. And then she also remembers a lot of the good things right. that people would say, what person do you want to be? Exactly. What person? Exactly. Because you're going to linger in people's minds. Everybody that you talk to, you affect in one way or the other. And so I think that... The words matter talk is so important. Yeah. And if you can understand that, you can choose the impact that you have. Right. And you can change someone's life. Sometimes that's all it takes. And that's what I was telling the people. Like, find something nice to say about every single person you encounter every day. Like, I gave them that challenge. Like, if you see something that's great about a person, tell them. Like, why keep it to yourself? Like, How why many do we people do that? do that? See, that's the thing. Seriously. Nobody's doing it, so that's why that you ha- you have to. Yeah. You, you got to tell people the greatness that you see in them because it's possible nobody's ever told them that. Exactly. And a lot of people think it. Because most, a lot of people think it, but they won't tell the person 
that they think they're amazing or cool or whatever. No, this girl right here is going <laughs> to let you know that I think you're amazing, that I think you're meant for greatness, that I like your hair. <laughs> because I know the power of, of life in our words. I know that when you speak life, it can change someone's life. And then it also comes back to you because positivity, mm. like you give it out you will receive it too. And totally. that's like what has happened for me too. I, I sometimes teach people how to love by the way I love them. Cause some people don't know that, um, they'd never had that. They never had parents that like poured into them that way. Sure. They never had people in their life that do that. But once you start doing that for them, they're like, they start to, you like create a space, that. you create a space to make it okay to do that. Yeah. And I know a lot of teenagers and young adults with their friend groups. Yeah. They use the friend the um closeness of their friends yeah. to as an excuse to be mean to them. Uh-huh. Overly mean to them. Yeah. Like roast it totally them yeah. roast them because they know that they're, they're it's, it's my best friend. I can say whatever I, I want. want. No. But this stuff, even if it you know it's not true or I mean most of the times it has a little truth in it. And it gets mm. in these, it gets in these people's heads, and then they start to go, "Wait, am I ugly?" Mm. Even at some, even if it's not conscious, even right. if it's a subconscious state, use your friendship with your best friends as an excuse to speak the most life over somebody yes. that you possibly can. Come on, Danny. even if it's cheesy, let them know. Because at first, it's gonna feel like <laughs> it's gonna feel like, oh, like it's a little cheesy, corny or yeah, something. It's like, but then give me all the corn totally <laughs> corn on the cob <laughs> right give with it butter. <laughs> no, so yeah. use your best friends speak into their lives i'm with that a hundred percent yes like then you it should makes be it their, easier their greatest cheerleaders yes their biggest their best fans. friend like you should be their best yeah their their greatest fan all of that yeah totally totally love it and it's great practice for to do it to strangers Yes, because just to start doing it to people that you don't know could be kind of, be kind of um, <laughs> challenging. Yes, but if you're already or maybe practicing easy. All the Some time. people find it harder to be loving or kind to people they know. I don't know why. I don't know why that um, either. And then they could easily do it to a stranger. But if that's the case, then okay, start with the strangers, and then then move on to your family and speak life into your family. And good point. You know, but have a daily practice of speaking life over yourself over other people that's a big one another topic too for maybe another day but like the self-talk oh like, my gosh oh my goodness let's let's just dive into it okay let's do yeah. it yeah i know this year i struggled with a lot of negative self-talk and it was affecting me a lot i i was wanting to be perfect so bad sinless christ-like mm. that when i would screw up i would tell myself so many mean things that I'm not worthy, that I don't deserve to be loved, that nobody's ever going to love me. Even when someone would say something nice to me, I would say thank you because I know that's the appropriate response. Mm -hmm. But in my head, my first thing was, no, no, I'm not. It was just that someone would say, you're so talented or cool or whatever. My first thought was, no. Oh, man. And it was getting bad. And I read my Bible every single day. And it was God that taught me. He's like, Striving for perfection but hating yourself is not how I want you to live. I Come want on. you to be sinless. I want you to be Christ-like. Yeah. But if it's at the expense of you hating yourself, that's not that's not what that's I want you it. for. That's right. and so I feel like just in the past couple of months, I've really, really learned 
how important self-talk is. Yeah. And I'm reaping the rewards of positive self-talk. That's so good. So, well, so what what are those rewards? What have you seen? What has, yeah, what is the difference? Peace. Amen. Complete peace and understanding that um, I can strive for perfection and Christ-likeness, but if I don't reach it, I'm still loved by him. Come on. And that I can clean slate, start over again. Yeah. I don't need to be in this beat up mode forever. I I would literally hit myself. I'd be like beating myself. I know what that's like because I was like that when I was younger. Anytime I committed, it was a certain sin. Anytime I did that, I would hate myself for it. And I would punish myself like, how dare you do this? And like like you said, similar yeah. to you, have a negative self-talk and beat myself down for it. And then I finally, I was liberated from that because I understood the, I understood grace. Yes. I don't think I understood grace enough at, that, at my young age. And so then when I finally understood, like there's nothing I can do or not do to earn God's love. Yeah. He literally loves me so much whether I'm sinning or whether I am doing living a perfect life. He died on the cross for me while I was still a sinner. So it's not like I have to be perfect to earn his love. And I think that's where that kind of time, like I feel like I was trying to be perfect, like you said, Christ-like, but if I was not fulfilling that completely, I would beat myself down because I thought like, well, God, I'm not worthy of God anymore. Like he doesn't right. love me anymore because I'm doing this thing. No, he still loves me. But he also loves me enough to want me to be free from sin. Yes. And so, because then sometimes it's like, oh, well, God loves me. I can live this sinful, crazy. No, no do not yeah, abuse see, grace. Yeah, do see, not that's abuse the grace. Thing. Yeah. But it's important to understand that his grace does cover a multitude of sin. His love does cover a multitude of sin. So like, and the negative self-talk, it doesn't help. It doesn't. It, it's not, it's not like, it's because wor- it makes it, it worse. A hundred percent. It almost keeps you in a cycle. Totally. So when you change it and you stop the negative self-talk, then it's like, oh, well actually I can be free from this. You know, and you have to fight it sometimes. A lot of what I taught the girls at TLT is because a lot of them said they like sometimes hear negative voices like, but it's that like negative self-talk. Yeah. It's like, you don't have to accept that, ladies. You do not have to accept that. You hear that thought, you could be like, "Uh -uh, (laughs) uh-uh, I'm beautiful. Like when you hear the thought that says you're ugly, I think of it as an intruder, as an enemy, as Satan. And so then I fight against the thought. It's like, I was, this is recent too. I was starting to feel anxious about something. And then I could feel my entire body starting to like get really like shaky. And it was like, oh no, I do not accept this anxiety. I will not go down this train. Uh, uh, like I'm not doing it. Right. And in me blocking it and refusing to go into that place of worry, I, I was back at a state of peace. So you honestly could fight the negative self-talk. Like, yes, you can. You're not, you're, you're not a slave to it. You're not... You don't have to like think that you'll never be free. You can be free from it, but it does take you fighting against it and deciding, making a choice. Like, 
anytime a negative thing, a negative thought comes to your mind, replacing it with a th- with a positive one. Right. Yeah. And you can only love people as much as you have overflow. That's oh, some, that's something on, that's, that's so something good. that I've learned because I always felt like I could give more love to other people uh-huh. than I could give myself. Ooh. But I found out once I started to love myself, I was cheating everybody else around me because wow. I was only able to give them a fraction of what is possible because it wasn't overflow. That's so good. That's, good that's stuff, a right? word right there. That's, a word. that's like a nugget. <laughs> 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 because it's true. If you had so much love for yourself and you live from a state of that. Yes. And the overflow, you'll just like, the love was just overflowing everybody around you. And then that starts a positive cycle of, because when people feel that, they want to love you back. And then now yes. the world, the, everybody in your world starts you. to starts to be more positive when they're yes. around you and start to love you and start to love other people more. The ripple effect that it's you were talking about, they go from being in your space they appreciate the love that you're giving them. They give it back, and then they go out and they Do that pour it onto other people. Yes. And it starts the, the ultimate cycle of spreading the love out. Yep. Yes. Guys, do it. <laughs> Spread love. Spread positivity. Love and then it. you'll create a ripple effect. Yes. Yes. So if you want to impact the world and you want to change the world, it starts with changing yourself. Yes. And it starts with impacting yourself and the people directly around you. Yes. And then you can go out and impact the world. That's right. Boom. <laughs> we are impact ambassadors. <laughs> and TLT is not going anywhere. We're here to stay. All right. Hope you enjoyed the program. Have a great day. Hey,